This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's congressional redistricting case is now under consideration by the justices of the U.S. Supreme Court. This past Tuesday, oral arguments were presented to the highest court of the land with the plaintiffs asking for the Supreme Court to force the state of Alabama to create a second-majority black congressional district. The state of Alabama was defending its already redrawn districts based off of past maps and processes that were used to create other congressional districts, which were later found legally to have complied with the Voting Rights Act. A little later on in this month, the U.S. Supreme Court will also consider a case that challenges colleges and their race-based affirmative action program when it comes to student admissions. The Alabama Department of Public Health is certainly making itself heard about monkeypox cases here in the state of Alabama. However, the ADPH is not answering any questions coming from 1819 News reporter Craig Monger when it comes to the department's affiliation with a radical sex education group that's here in the state. 1819 News featured a story on the Alabama Campaign for Adolescent Sexual Health. That's an organization that has video content and curriculum that promotes homosexuality, transgenderism, and other aspects of human sexuality to those as young as 10 years old. This same group also listed State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris as their ex-officio member of the Board of Directors. Alabama School Superintendent Dr. Eric Mackey was also listed on that board, but since the 1819 article was written and released, Mackey revealed that he didn't know he was on that board and has asked the Alabama Campaign for Adolescent Sexual Health to remove his name from the website. Dr. Harris, on the other hand, has not acknowledged the story or how he might be partnering with this group or his position on the board, or for that matter, any other questions coming from 1819 News. An inmate death has been reported from within the William Donaldson Correctional Facility in Bessemer. The Jefferson County coroner says that a 29-year-old male died from injuries caused by a sharp instrument, and that happened on October 3rd. The injuries were caused by another inmate. An investigation is underway by the law enforcement services within the ADOC. Just a week ago, in that same prison facility, 30-year-old Denaria Smith died from similar injuries. A man from Smith Station is now sentenced to 38 years in prison for the sexual exploitation of two children. 33-year-old Brandon Hart was first investigated back in 2020. Authorities in Texas found sexually explicit images involving children on a messaging app. Those images were then traced back to Alabama and to Hart. Hart then admitted to authorities that he took the pictures of the two minors when they were not conscious. Hart then pleaded guilty to the charges in June of this year and was sentenced on September 30th. The annual Fiddler's Convention will be coming to the city of Athens this week. The Tennessee Valley Old Time Fiddlers will meet on October 6th through the 8th at the Athens State University. This will be the 55th year that this convention is held. For those musicians infatuated with the fiddle, there will even be an open fiddle championship that will provide $2,000 to the winner. There's also going to be a free concert on Thursday featuring Darren and Brooke Aldage. Here's a little sample of what that convention will sound like as we play out the news. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden will be in the state of Florida today to survey the damage done by Hurricane Ian. 
Biden will meet with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, as well as the Federal Emergency Management Agency Director, Deanne Criswell. The visit will start at Fort Myers, Florida, where the hurricane made landfall exactly a week ago and did the most damage in that city. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says that both Biden and DeSantis have spoken to each other over the phone on three separate occasions leading up to this visit. DeSantis recently went on Fox News to talk about the hurricane recovery efforts going on in Florida. The governor was asked about comments that were recently made by Vice President Kamala Harris regarding minority and low-income neighborhoods receiving storm recovery assistance based on equity. DeSantis responded. I think she's trying to play uh, identity politics with a with a storm and a natural disaster. And, and I think it's ridiculous. And, and, and honestly, we had the FEMA administrator in Florida with us and she threw cold water on that. So that is not going to happen. It's totally not appropriate. Uh, you don't have to politicize every single tragedy in this country. Um, and I think people, I tell you, in Florida are really sick of the nonsense. They just want people to, to be helped. They want everyone to band together and they want us to get these communities back on our feet. The governor also doubled down on his earlier comments regarding looters who will not be tolerated in the areas that were destroyed by the storm. The morning after the storm, I was in Punta Gorda in Charlotte County. They had all their businesses boarded up downtown. A lot of the, the a lot of the placards I saw the car the, the the wood they spray painted "You loot, we shoot." They were sending the message that lawlessness will not be tolerated. And when these situations happen and and it descends into lawlessness, like it has after some other natural disasters we've seen in America and in other countries, uh, the whole kind of social fabric starts to decay. So we have to draw a very clear line in the sand at the beginning. You are not going to capitalize off people's people's suffering. You are not going to be allowed to ransack people's homes or loot. They have caught some looters, but fortunately, I think because we've been so strong on it, uh, you haven't seen it like you have seen in the aftermath of other natural disasters. And we are proudly a law and order state, and we're proudly a state that lets individual Floridians uh, defend themselves, their families, and their homes. When it comes to the Biden administration and some liberal states that are seeking to go all electric with their transportation, like California and New York, the rest of the nation is not plugging into that idea. A poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group and the Convention of States Action shows that only 1.4% of voters in America believe that eliminating gas-powered cars is the best solution out there. The poll was conducted in the middle of September among 1,000 likely voters for the upcoming 2022 midterm election. 40% of those surveyed believe that increasing domestic oil and gas production is the better solution. 10% want to go with nuclear power, which will bring that number up to half of those surveyed who are not thrilled with the electric-only option. 25% of those taking the poll would prefer renewable energy used such as solar and wind. A court filing that has now become public shows that the U.S. Department of Justice did take several boxes of privileged records from the Florida home of Donald Trump. This occurred with the early August raid of Mar-a-Lago by dozens of FBI agents. The raid was conducted on the premise that Trump was holding classified documents that needed to be returned to the federal government. Trump has maintained that he declassified all the documents he took with him when he left the White House in January of 2021. And on top of that, Trump says he was willing to work with the National Archives and the FBI to provide any further documents that they wanted from him. 
The FBI still continued with this raid and took 11,000 documents from Trump's home, and the court filings are now revealing the boxes of privileged documents belonging to Trump personally were also taken. A federal court rules in favor of a Catholic private school when it comes to same-sex marriage and those who are on staff. The case stems from a school guidance counselor who was suspended and then later fired from the Catholic school when it was found out that she was in a same-sex marriage. This violated her contract with the school. Judge Richard Young determined that the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, along with its private schools, can hire, retain, or suspend faculty in accordance with their religious standards. The judge noted that the plaintiff in this lawsuit, Shelley Fitzgerald, failed to adhere to two parts of her contract. One, to engage in personal conduct that is not at variance with the teachings of the church, and two, to be a minister of faith to the students and her peers. Four states have now activated their National Guardsmen and sent them out to the U.S.-Mexico border. That is a total of 500 soldiers headed there, coming from the states of New Hampshire, Kentucky, Rhode Island, and Illinois. The soldiers will be tasked with setting up surveillance sites to capture drugs, weapons, and money that is being smuggled across by Mexican cartels. The Guardsmen will be sent to a 250-mile stretch that has seen the most crossing of illegal migrants in recent days. The never-ending Twitter buyout story is back in the news. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has now re-offered his original amount to Twitter to buy that social media platform at $54 a share. Musk made that offer this past April, then tried to withdraw from the whole deal based on the fake accounts and bots that he claimed were discovered as the acquisition paperwork was being created. Twitter then hired lawyers to go after Musk legally to ensure that the deal still went through. This has put Twitter's value shares on a roller coaster ride in the stock market. Now Musk is saying he's still willing to buy out Twitter, and the share prices for that company have seen a 13% increase. And Loretta Lynn has died at her home in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee at the age of 90. Loretta Lynn is a country music legend who was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame for her hit songs like Coal Miner's Daughter, You Ain't Woman Enough, Don't Come Home A-Drinkin', and You're Looking at Country. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to a caller who is a former hippie about peace being a verb. When I first became a Christian, a hippie Christian, it was still very much rooted in a lot of the feeling of um, passivity, and uh, it was the era of conscientious objectors when it came to Vietnam, right. and, you know, I the, the t-shirts, seriously, Phil, there were t-shirts that had Jesus looking like Che Guevara <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it took It took a while to um, come away from the zigzag man and really understand that Jesus is the one who said two things, and they don't conflict. When he sent the disciples out the first time, he said, don't, you know, don't even take a purse. Second time, take your sword. And so huh. when you look at the nature of God, he describes himself as being Yahweh Shalom. And I mean, that word, it's like any Hebrew word has about 90 um, definitions right, to it. Right. But but one of my favorites is the whole idea of completing and finished and being sound and uninjured and even recompensing. So you've got that. But he also describes himself as being the Lord of the armies. And yeah. I wouldn't mess with him. Deal with his nature. Let him be who he is and roll with it. That's what I want. 
That's good stuff, Allie. That is, I, you're going to have to co-host the show for me one day. You know that, right? Oh, careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right, Allie. Thanks, my friend. Have a great day. All right, well, that was that was that was good. She she always got great input, and uh, I'd forgotten she told told us on Friday that she did get to know General Boykin too uh, at some point uh, during a speech. Um, but yeah, and and listen, by the way, uh, I I completely agree. It is it is it is so possible to love the Lord and yet know that you've got to fight when necessary. And there's nothing there's nothing in Scripture that contravenes that. It doesn't say you go out there and look for a fight, but you got to be ready to finish one. I believe in that. Um, I, I get asked all the time, did you, did you did you fight a lot growing up? No, I finished a few, but that's about it. But you know what I'm saying? It just it's that's that's the attitude. But it's it's a it's it's a it's got to be a healthy version of peace through strength. It's got to be the kind that says, I am actively engaged in the doing of peace, pursuing it, and um, and I, I I agree with Allie. I don't think there's any contradiction contradiction in scripture at all about that. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 